0: Sports radio combined with harness racing new south wales brings you on the pace for your daily dose of news and tips yes welcome to on the pace on this monday morning Brittany graham with you this week mick gear and trying to find a superstar or two at the english yearling sales for this week so you'll have me for the next few days but looking forward to Things ramping right up towards the Riverina Championships. Those two group ones to be run next Saturday night, Easter Saturday, but the heats will be conducted this Friday. And this morning we'll have a chat to Greg Gangle as well from the Riverina Paceway to discuss that concept, how things will play out this year and what you can expect if you're in the area and want to head along. That'll be a little later on. We're also about to catch up with Ricky Orchant and Robbie Morris to discuss Goulburn today as well as the earlier part of this week to try and find some winners amongst the race meetings we had armadale race yesterday they had one of a few meetings that they have each and every year they have their cup next week so it was a bit of a precursor to that clayton harmy had a great day out he was able to take home three winners as were grace Pinella and they certainly combined for a few between them as well. so that was Armadale yesterday, their cup meeting to be run this weekend. We have Goulburn today I mentioned just the six races on today's card at Goulburn. The first gets underway at 1.23 with the Trotters and a little bit of a look ahead to the remainder of the week. Menangle tomorrow in their usual slot. E will race tomorrow night. And then we have Bathurst on Wednesday night as well. We had a strong card of racing at Menangle on Saturday. Just the eight races, but there were a few features. The free-for-all went the way of Majestic Cruiser and the four-year-old Trotters Foundation final was won by What's Up Majestic. Ricky Alchon has been kind enough to us, not only What's Up Majestic, but also Crunch Time, who's made his way back into form. And he also has a few runners over the next few days, which do look strong chances as well. Good morning, Ricky. Thanks for your time.
1: No worries. How are you, Britt?
0: really well thank you crunch time he's certainly found his way back into winning form he must be a little bit of a frustrating horse throughout the carnival he was doing a few things wrong but when he shows up in his best possible he's always really competitive and he was pretty beautifully placed there on saturday night he did look hard to beat
1: yeah that's right Uh, yeah he he raced well i mean he's never sort of been the bravest horse and and been parked out in 51 i thought his run was really really good um, yeah, but he, he has been frustrating. Well.
0: Is there a reason for when he just decides to make those mistakes in the score up? Is he a is he a horse he have to keep happy, or is it just sometimes he decides that he just doesn't want to show up today?
1: Um, it's Probably more so. He's such a good miler, um, and uh, the, the key to getting to run a good mile is to have him uh, you know pretty fresh. Um, but there's a fine line between having him too fresh and uh, you know. where where you don't take the edge off him but um you know it's catch 22. when he's fresh he goes good but there's also the chance that he could do something wrong but he is pretty good at home
0: you mentioned that he's such a great miler and he's broken 150 and he's just always so dynamic when he can particularly get in front over the sprint trip what does the future hold for a horse like crunch time he's probably just a rung below the absolute best in new south wales but He's such a good short course horse that the racing generally tends to suit him. Being a five-year-old now, what are the future plans for him?
1: Yeah, look, we're, he'll go to the Wagga heats on Tuesday, uh, the four- and five-year-old one. You know, although drawn on national ratings, he's more than likely going to draw the back line. But, um, you know, he's a quality horse, so we'll give him a crack at that. And then, look, he'll head to Queensland for the winter. Um, I'd love to get him in the sunshine and just... know see what he could do in front around albion park Um, and then yeah we'll just play it by year look i'd say looking you know um forward into the future that he'll probably end up in north america at some point whether the owners bend him over or he's sold but um you know we'll jump that hurdle when when it's right
0: the second of your double on saturday night was what's up majestic in that four-year-old trotters foundation finally went around as a short price favorite and it wasn't necessarily a, a decisive victory, but he still managed to get the job done. And sectionally, I think on advice, just probably raced out of his skin. It wasn't that your guy was disappointing; just twenty-eight nine, twenty-seven six. He can't get home a, a great deal quicker than that over the twenty-three hundred. I wouldn't have thought.
1: No, that's exactly right. No, I mean, um, on advice, is you know, he's a quality horse as well. And Blake he, Fitzpatrick's done a good job with him. He's um, you know he's racing a lot more genuine. He was a handful um as an early horse but um yeah he, he did sort of have a dive out of the lane um, yeah, i was a bit concerned there was about 25 to go that he might have got me but yeah uh, my bloke he was really good i was really happy with him he didn't have the first week uh, just all the wet weather he, his feet were a bit sore and he was lame for a couple of days but yeah he, i was still really happy with him.
0: he's got a nice horse's record he's won nine from 26 with 10 further minors. what is your opinion of this guy and I guess it's time for him to step up now out of age group racing into four year old uh, company, it's there's sort of not really many races around for them in their own age group anymore so he has to take that next step now, can he do so?
1: Um, I've always thought he could um, but like you said he, he really has to do it now, um, you know he's already gone 54 over the mile here and oh, I think he'll be much better tucked away against the better horses so yeah he'll probably go to Brisbane for a campaign as well and then you know, hopefully that seasons him and we'll, we'll give him a shot at the better races in Melbourne early next year.
0: Just having a look at his overall record, he's only had, I think, two standing start attempts. A majority of his racing has been done under mobile conditions. Is, ju- is that just a case of those races being best suited to him or, or do you think there is a little concern around his standing start manners?
1: No, he's actually really good from a stand, brit. It's just um, that, you know, all the races... Like he's raced in all the feature races really, and they've all been mobile races. So um, I think he uh, Chris Van had him down in Melbourne as a young horse, and he flew the pace a couple of times. Um, so yeah, I'm not concerned about that.
0: You've got just a one run today at Goulburn, so heading all that way for one, you must think it's a fairly decent chance. Montalbano, a two-year-old, uh, taking on the Maideners here, but you threw him in the the deep end, so to speak, last week taking on the older horses and. I thought he did a really good job. He was a little bit of an eye-catcher. What's your opinion of this guy?
1: Yeah, he's been improving type. Um, early days, I didn't really like his attitude all that much, but he showed that he had a little bit of ability. But the last six weeks, he's really started to put it all together. And, yeah, he, his run was really good last week. But um, it's Patrick's two-year-old. He's also um, in the race. And his he, run's off really good. I mean, not ability... You know, there's probably not a lot between them, so just um, whichever one's best on the day, I think.
0: Captain Richie's drawn to your inside that runner that you just mentioned. How do you drive your guy today? Because he was drawn off the second row last week, so I guess your hands were tied a little bit there. But uh, what are your plans in your head? Do you think how do you beat the runner to your inside today?
1: Oh look, we've probably just got to roll forward, Britt, and um, you know see see where we get to. But um, you know, being babies that both of them, anything can happen. And, yeah, they are racing the older horses, but I'd love to see them run after the field.
0: You've got Tough Love engaged tomorrow in the heat of the three-year-old Trotters Foundation series. She was awesome last week. She looks as though she's returned in, in great order and she hadn't trialled either. So you would expect there to be a fair bit of improvement through that last run.
1: Yeah, she's a beautiful filly. Um, yeah, she, I'm pretty excited about her later in the season um yeah so i expect her to go really good tomorrow she's, um, she had a good look around last week and wasn't uh, you know out of the mobile she was sort of gawking at everything she should be a, a lot more switched on this week and i expect her to begin really be very hard to beat.
0: she was always a real natural at two which was a massive help but just looking at her there uh on the screens last week it looks as though she's really furnished once more she's got a fair bit of size about her
1: yeah, she's a beautiful filly, and she's a, so, got such a great gait on her. Um, when you sit behind her, she's just beautiful. She's like poetry in motion. Um, so, yeah, ho- hopefully she can continue to take the next step and go on to do things like her big brother did
0: yeah absolutely it's turned out to be a great family hasn't it and in race number six you've got two runners engaged here meticulous miss and lady allegra both looking to break through here do you have a leaning to one over the other i see there's no driver down on meticulous miss at the moment but you're engaged on lady allegra
1: um yeah i'm actually down as a part owner of lady allegra so that uh, makes me have to drive her um look there's both these fillies have got mixed form. They've both done things wrong. Um, There's not a lot with them, ability-wise. But uh, depending on which one turns up, obviously the McKibula Smith has got the best draw and looks pretty well placed. Uh, But Lady Allegra actually tried really good last week. I am expecting her to um, show an improved performance.
0: You mentioned the Riverina Championships for crunch time. Is there anything else in the stable that's heading that way?
1: Um, I might just Throw something on as a travelling companion, but it won't be, you know, um, won't be anything with great ability. Um, uh. Yeah, probably only him to go down there. So oh, maybe Captain Crusader. I'll, I'll make my mind up in the morning by nominating.
0: Awesome stuff. Oh well, thanks for your comprehensive update there, Rick, on the team. It's going along really well at the present time, and some good chances over the next few days. Thanks for your time again this morning.
1: No worries. Thanks, Rudy.
0: Ricky Olchen there this morning joining us for On The Pace team is certainly ticking along quite nicely. And those few runners over the next few days all look genuine winning hopes as well. We'll take a quick breather here on On The Pace. On the other side, we'll catch up with Robbie Morris.
2: The Provincial Championship
3: Final 2020.
1: Down to the 200, great danger, two lengths clear, Animate, can't get there, through the cracks can, through the cracks, down the outside, hits the lead, Oxford Tycoon and Moana Jewel closing in, but through the cracks clear, and through the cracks, goes on to win the Provincial Championship. 2021. Crystal Breeze running on, That's Pandano in front, Crystal Breeze moved up strongly, Crystal Breeze went to Pandano, Crystal Breeze got a head in front now from Pandano, and Crystal Breeze won the Provincial Championship. The Provincial
3: Midway Championship Final, Royal Randwick, this Saturday.
2: <laughs> Beloved Panthers, I never knew it was possible to watch every game,
1: every round, live, with no ad breaks in play. we well, have KO now. Let's go back-to-back, back. Gary.
0: Never miss a moment of the team you love, KO Sports time to catch up with robbie morris here on on the pace around some good chances today at goulburn as well as upcoming races at menangle tomorrow and also a bit of an update hopefully on the lucky lodge team stars good morning robbie thanks for your time
2: i'm Brittany, how are you
0: really well thank you you head to goulburn today sounds like you're on your way or close to it you go around in the first with queen of strathfield in the trot race this is probably a decent enough race for a golden trot event. It's not the easiest company that you meet here. Majestic trio looks to be a horse with above average ability, but what chance do you give Queen of Strathfield today?
2: You've yeah, probably just gotta give her a place because I, I don't reckon, you know, just on base value she's not as good as Brad's horse and not a lot you can do about that. I, I sort of she's been racing really good at Menangle but she just sort of been getting back in the pack and I hadn't been able to drive her obviously with two and three in the race so I Kez elected to split her up, but we ran into Brad's also, which probably hurts her, especially drawing outside it. So you know, we'll just tuck her in somewhere, but she'll be hitting the line strong.
0: One, I guess, positive is that Majestic Trio probably hasn't shown a, a lot of gate speed to date. Does your mare have any? And if so, do you think that you can make a play to try and end up in front of Majestic Trio today?
2: Yeah, it's swimmer's been a little bit funny at the start of the odd occasion, um, so if we could get across, that'd be ideal, but, um, you know, draw a pretty plain at sort of base value, when Brad comes looking, you've probably got to get out of his way.
0: All right, well, a good place chance there in the opener, Queen of Strathfield. And we move across to race number five, only a smaller field of seven now, Argent Peak coming out. You've got Muscle Bart engaged here, and he certainly looks at a good chance. This is a pretty decent drop back in grade for him out of that gold chalice behind Rip. And despite the fact that he was beaten 35 metres or so, he, he still ran a quite a good race. I think he ran into a, a little bit of traffic as well.
2: Yeah, he, he probably was stiff. You know, I'm not saying he would have won, but he would have ran fourth, getting beat 15 metres if he didn't run into so much trouble around the bottom bend. He sort of he got off one back that was sort of given ground onto another, and then onto another. And by the time he got out, the leaders were 30 metres in front of us, and he, he sort of zipped into almost fourth. He was probably only a nose off getting there. He hit the line really good, and he's come out of that really decent. Um, yeah, we just probably. We had two choices, obviously Kerry spoke to Gary and Courtney Barton, and we could have went to Menengel tomorrow, but being a stallion, and he he has always raced decent company, you know, I just don't think it hurts him every now and again to hopefully drop back and and have a victory.
0: He got within two metres of rip in the heat performance when he was able to lead up and, and rate really solid time. That form looks better and better all of the time. Does he have the speed to lead today?
2: Yeah, he probably does. You know, I'll zip him off hard as much as, you know, all, you know, hopefully he goes there and he can have a good win. He also probably needs it a little bit too, obviously. APG, he's coming up around the corner. Um, you know, he, he needs to have a good, strong good, strong bowl out today.
0: Well, he looks the best of those two chances today. We flick across to tomorrow and... We start off in the first with a two-year-old race where yourself and Kerry have three runners engaged and not surprisingly so you're sticking with Sweetheart Bart. I really like this guy. I think he's going to develop into a, a nice horse and this looks a, a good race for him as well, despite the fact that My Ultimate Snowy looked pretty impressive uh, on debut at Newcastle. Yeah, that's right. He, he was really good, um, My Ultimate
2: Snowy at Newcastle. It's of always hard to line these form lines up, you know, my ultimate story race really good at Newcastle. Our horse has uh, really his first start he broke the hobble, which wasn't his fault, and his next two starts he's ran second to a Group One winner and fourth to a Group One winner and a Group One. So um yeah, look, he's got the draw, he's got the advantage on that regard. He cuts good got good gate speed. Um yeah, he seems to have bounced out of his Bassett's campaign really good and obviously he's on the road to an A P G campaign as well. So um yeah I And I say this to Gary all the time, whatever he does, this horse, this prep will only be a shadow of what he does at three.
0: Well, that's an exciting sign considering what he's managed to do so far, sweetheart. But that's a first. Yourself and Kerry have really dominated the trot races of late at Menangle and in the three trot races tomorrow you have good chances as well the first of which is race number two strength of heart and agent mary which one are you going to drive and is that a lead to which one is the better chance
2: i'll go with strength of heart. um it is i just like him you know agent mary's cool old horse too, but he's sort of been really stiff strength of heart he's sort of he's been trotting good but think he's been trotting 100 percent. and um we've just sort of been playing around with a bit of equipment on him boots wise and Choose wise but um, I think he's a nice enough horse going forward and I'll stick with him.
0: You're not driving Majestic Hurricane. Alicia Bond will take the steer on this guy but they've got a pretty good record together so I guess you don't fix what isn't broken but the fact that Dance Secret's drawn to his inside tomorrow is that a little bit of a hindrance or does he still head in the same direction?
2: Uh, he'll head in the same direction because it's the only direction he likes to go. There's not much say. When you drive when you drive majestic hurricane there's not much saying which direction you go he likes to go one way um look at drives him really good and i actually think he he really likes Alicia. you know he gets along really good with her and he is a bit of an awkward horse at times but um yeah look he'll head forward again he'll cross whatever's inside him you know if he has to go hard he has to go hard hopefully he doesn't have to but um yeah look i think dance secret's a really nice daughter as well probably a little bit better than our horse but Dallas is rock hard fit and he'll run a good solid trip still
0: last week under standing start conditions he was able to lead but was the damage done when he had to do so much to get to that position despite the fact that it was only a standing start mile race he was humming along for the early part of that event yeah it was probably
2: my fault there pretty I stepped him too fast and I had too much momentum up to get him into a hole because every hole I was going past I was going too fast to get into it and I ended up having to really stretch him out and I think they went the first half in a minute and he gave him 20, and I never stand any of my drives hard on the tape, so he probably gave him 25 metres head start and was in front by the time we got to the quarter pole, went the first half in a minute, so he's probably gone the first half in 57 and a piece standing still. Um, It just probably just took it out of him.
0: Right, well, back to mobile conditions tomorrow for Majestic Hurricane should certainly be a big advantage. And then the other two runners on tomorrow's card, Van Doren, who's racing in super form but strikes a pretty good one and tough love and better to be tricky. They'll both go around it at bigger prices, but they're probably both not deserving to be of those prices because they're both racing so well.
2: Better to be tricky or pop his head up anywhere at big odds at any stage. He's flying that little horse. He just can't seem to have any luck in any trip. He's one of them horses that he'll go for 10 starts having no luck and then he'll go bang, bang, bang. But he's he's going really good and he's ultra competitive and he's consistent and Van Doren, I've got a lot of time for Van Doren. Obviously only new to the stable with two starts for two wins, but um, yeah, look, at the end of the day, Tough Love's probably better than him. Um, if you can roll out with them and you know, with these trot races, there's a few gaps. If he if can slide into three fence, uh, I think um, Jack has also got pretty good speed. If I could roll out on his wheel and maybe get him behind them with him handing up the tough love, uh, he, he, I reckon he should run second.
0: All right, well, that's Van Doren, and we'll also scribble better to be tricky into the black book as well. Just a quick update, if you can, on Funky Monkey and also Robin's Playboy. Where are they at?
2: Yeah, really good. Um, Robin's Playboy had his first trial back last Wednesday. He'll have another one. Wednesday week, uh, and then he'll he'll step for the races probably ten days after that. But he trialed really good, I think they went fifty three and probably blew out the last hundred. He has had a really good blow and put on quite a bit of weight, so um he was really good. He had a good hit out this morning and felt really sharp and then um Pokey Monkey at this stage she'll um she'll race that day night. It's probably not an ideal sort of scenario with her. I overheard Kerry talking to John Green about it yesterday, it's it sort of there's no racing at Menangle over the Easter Easter weekend and you know, she's ready to race, this week's a stand and start, which doesn't really suit her with, you know, depends on being a discretionary handicap how far they sort of give her um, so yeah, it's not ideal but she's ready to race and she's feeling good and her trials have both been super so she'll hopefully step out this Saturday night and then in a fortnight's time race again and all all
0: guns have been aimed at the Lark Hooker Two really nice horses in the stable looking to make their imminent return. So exciting times there. Thanks for your time this morning Robbie and best of luck today at Goulburn.
2: Not a drama, thank you.
0: Robbie Morris there this morning as our second guest for On The Pace. We'll take another quick break and then on the other side we'll wrap things up with Greg Gangle from the Riverina Paceway.
1: Introducing the Drive Car of the Year. The all-new Kia Sportage. Awarded for its new turbo engine that gives you progressive performance. The Kia Sportage has a boldly sculpted sports-back design and soft-touch leather interior, making it a natural leader. Kia Sportage, the drive car of the year. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer.
3: Kia, movement that inspires. There's a Royal
2: Race Day that transcends time. World-class racing in the autumn sunshine.
0: Prestige, legacy and a world-class field. On this day, a champion will be revealed. The Championship's Day 2, Long Jeans Queen Elizabeth Stakes Day, featuring four Group 1 races, the new wing stand and a spectacular post-race performance by Beyond Again. This is where stories are made. April 9 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theraces.com.au. Greg Gengel from the Riverina Paceway about to join us here on On The Paces Monday morning edition. It's a a busy time for the club upcoming. They're going to host the first of their group ones for the season with the Riverina Championships next Saturday night, Easter Saturday for four and five-year-old paces. We just heard from Ricky Alchin that crunch time's heading in that direction. Plenty of high-quality paces are off to Wagga for that series and Greg's been kind enough to join us to discuss that because He's doing great things at the club. Certainly uh, more patrons heading to that new enough track each and every time. And uh, great to see the local community getting behind it. And they're going to be rewarded with some quality racing next Saturday night. Thanks for your time this morning, Greg. How are you?
3: Uh, I'm good, Britt. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Must be busy times at the club at the moment. Whilst most people are winding down for a little bit of a break, it seems as though it's going to be the complete opposite for you and your team.
3: Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, this is something that's been on our calendar for quite some time, and it, it's really a celebration of, of the region. Um, yeah, we're the principal club there at Wagga, but it, it, it's great to, to celebrate and host such a special Easter carnival for the entire region. And as you mentioned, you're just talking to Ricky Elch, and, and a lot of Sydney trainers are going to be coming to Wagga, which is great to see their support as well
0: absolutely the riverina championships a relatively new addition to the calendar for four and five year old paces we had john dummersey on in the gig last week to discuss it last year if my memory serves me correctly it was run on easter sunday so an easter saturday slot this time round the reason for that change
3: You know what, Brittany, I I can't fully answer that question. I I wasn't in the role at that time when that decision was made, Um, but I I do believe it had a lot to do with going on a Saturday night uh, due to the fact that Clubman Ankle is not racing, Um, which I think is a feather in the cap for the club. Um, All eyes are going to be on us for that particular night, and and we're we're thrilled about it. Uh, just to put things in perspective our our Oaks and our Derby and our Cup race are usually held in May and uh, we made the decision to move that to April uh, just to really put that race meeting at the highest level and jam-pack that card with with the absolute best that we can possibly provide to to patrons and and fans of the sport so we're going to have seven feature races where in the past we've usually had four um so we really wanted to boost that undercard and and as I mentioned, uh, the response so far from, from myself, just uh, speaking with uh, with trainers, um, you know, in and out of the region is, um, you know, everybody's on their toes and they're looking forward to a great Saturday uh, in roughly a fortnight.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. I think it's a great move as well to move those feature races all on to the one card. It adds not only to that card of racing, but it entices more of the... Uh, Trainers from outside of the Wagga region to to bring a team and hearing good things from many of the metropolitan stables about heading to Wagga next Saturday night. For yourself, from a club perspective, we put, I guess, a racing hat aside. In terms of that weekend, it's pretty jam-packed for people in the region with, no doubt, commitments elsewhere. But what sort of crowd are you expecting to get there next Saturday night? Because by all accounts, and from the vision that we Saw so, it looked as though the other Saturday night when you had a card of racing, the numbers were enormous.
3: Yeah, it, it was really a feather in the cap for the club. Um, uh, th- this past Saturday, where we had the, the Dash Hound Dog, uh, or excuse me, the Dash Hound Dash Dog races. And, and to, to my understanding, the consensus was that it was the second biggest night uh, that we've ever had behind opening day. Um, you know, the figures are between two and two and a half thousand. So uh, patrons on course. So if we can duplicate that, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, the, the whole the whole experience is just making making it a family friendly entertainment. Um, lots of entertainment in between races. Um, you know we got all kinds of kids activities. Um, you know obviously jumping castles. The Easter Bunny is going to be there. Um, just an entire night dedicated to harness racing at the highest level, but also plenty of entertainment for every demographic. And that's what we're striving to do. And as you mentioned, uh, we're seeing a major uptick in, in patrons on course over the last three or four months. And I think that's um, uh, that's a major uh, applaud to the people that are working around me. Um, you know, you're only as good as the people you work with, but I have a strong committee behind me. And, uh, you know, things are certainly on the upswing and, and we're full of momentum right now. And, and I couldn't be more proud of where we're at at this point in time heading into an Easter carnival.
0: Absolutely, doing great things, no doubt about that. I guess for those who attended last Saturday night what will be I guess the differences that they see upcoming next Saturday night if people are listening to this and want to make a weekend of it to come to Wagga or for those that are already in the local community uh, do bookings need to be made for next Saturday what sort of hospitality is available or is it more of an Easter carnival atmosphere where everybody's sort of going to be to be mingling together.
3: Yeah, you know what? We got a little bit of everything, Britt. Uh, we, we do have our sponsors room where we are taking in um, a seated dining. We do have uh, a catering service provided and, and we have a bunch of different food and beverage options um, scattered throughout, um, throughout on course. So that's one of the things that we certainly are striving, um, you know, just for plenty of uh, food and beverage offerings. Um, and based on the demographic that, that arrived um, a week ago Saturday, um you know we had everybody from from young children to to the, to the elderly demographics so and one of the things that we were really striving on was that retention is making sure that they come back um so we we certainly uh, promoted it that way and and i'm sure a lot of them will because they had such a great experience and uh, the the compliments that we received based on doing an event like that was so well received that uh, I'm sure that they're going to come back and enjoy another night at the trots, and, and, and hopefully that it, it makes a, a routine of it, because um, especially for that younger generation, we also had the mini trots, but we could go Saturday, they're back again, and we just got to continue to promote that youth in our business
0: yeah excellent stuff i think it was a great idea to have that card of racing in the lead up to this big one because as you mentioned everybody looked to have such a great time and it's important that they want to come back and experience it again so heats are on friday for those uh, riverina championship races so it will be great to see so many quality horses head there and then next saturday night all roads lead to the riverina paceway for their big night of the year best of luck with it all greg thanks for your time this morning and really looking forward to getting on course there on saturday night i think it's going to be next saturday night i should say i think it's going to be a great night and uh, we'll certainly for those who can't get there look to bring all of the coverage into people's homes we'll see you then
3: thanks brett i really appreciate the coverage
0: Excellent stuff. That's Greg Gangle from the Riverina Paceway at Wagga. So now with a few group ones on their calendar, including the TAB Regional Championships, which are just around the corner as well, they've made a real night of next Saturday night. So as Greg alluded to, not only those two group ones for the four and five year olds, but there'll also be the Wagga Pacers Cup of thirty thousand dollars, the Oaks, the Derby, a good two year old race as well. So some excellent races to come up there next Saturday night. Make sure you head along. Uh, The club's doing great things when it comes to the promotion of racing and also the entertainment between races, which is vitally important. Thanks to all our guests for joining us on On The Pace this morning. As I mentioned, Goulburn this afternoon, six races there. That's our card of racing here in New South Wales. I'll be back on Wednesday morning to discuss plenty more.